Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a Thursday, one day closer to Super Wild Card Weekend. It is Dave Sturgio. It is Chris Gucci. And, of course, nobody behind the glass. Oh, hi. You just did the Collinsworth slide in. I slid in. on in that's because amazing. I feel like we're, it was a little I, off. No, they, we're good. We're no, good. It's great. No, it's perfect. I think that's uh, a perfect thing. Collinsworth made it famous. You Don't just, start comparing me to Chris Collinsworth here's a right guy. now. It's not going to go down like that on a <laughs> Thursday That's morning. us, by the way. Dave Sergio, Chris Gucci. A um, lot to get into today, obviously. A couple days closer to the uh, to the playoffs. We're two days closer, actually. Tomorrow we'll break down all the games, give you who our plays are for the weekend. Uh, but today we'll get into something uh, that we've kind of been following up with all week long. Started with the quarterbacks, then went to the running backs. Today we'll go to the pass catchers. I'm talking receivers and tight ends. Before we get there, there was some news yesterday in the NFL. A couple things, nothing crazy. Tua officially ruled out of the Dolphins-Bills game. That spread went from 9 to 14. So... Skylar Thompson, it's your show, kid. And, and also Lamar. And Lamar has not been ruled out, but it looks but he very, very bad. His 38th straight day, uh, he's been injured for 38 days. Usually these injuries take less time than this to heal. What is happening over there? Like is One it, of two things. Either Lamar is saying, you know what, guys, you didn't want to give me the contract, and this is the this is the fallout. There is some- I don't think that's the case because of his relationship with his teammates, and obviously they're all in this together. You don't go into a season nice. and then quit on your team and then expect to get paid. It just seems like the injury did happen, right, and we all know that, but like I feel like the the rehab and the recovery was like meh. sometimes you know, like, things meh, don't always whatever. go as according to plan. Maybe the injury was a yeah, little bit worse. Maybe his, he tweaked it a his little. His knees inflamed, like very very swollen right now. So just like anyway, and it's not even the Tyler Huntley show down there in, in Cincinnati. It's now whose show? I have Anthony no Brown is the quarterback receiver for the Cowboys. It was a corner for the Cowboys on, on the IR right now. Uh, and it was Anthony Wright who, who was the quarterback of the Cowboys. Brown? Huh? Who am I thinking? Noah, Noah Brown's Noah receiver, Brown. yes. Um, but anyway, so, and we might talk about him today a little bit, not much. Uh, but in this regard, the Tua situation and the Lamar situation, it puts you in a position now to kind of take every single Dolphin and Raven and take it with a grain of salt because I, I just don't know if they're going to be able to perform without their leader. Now, and it, both teams on their if we're, third guy. If we're being honest, one team's playing the Bills on the road and the other team is playing the Bengals on the road. I don't think either of those, if quarterbacks were both playing in this one, I still would be probably shorting the entire squad. Maybe I, I would go two, in a little two bit. Two is like a big boomer bust fair, kind of play. Fair, but on the road in Buffalo in mid-January for a Miami yeah. Dolphin team, I, I got to see it to believe it. I got to uh, see I, it to believe it. I mean, yeah, of course. Um LaFleur fired in New York. There's your fall guy. I said that was going to happen. They had to blame somebody, and it, they came down on him. What they're saying is how they're wording it is mutually parted ways. I know he's friends with Robert Salas, so it's just like for him to be like, hey, man, look, bad season, you're out. I don't buy that for a second. What I do buy is that Salas said, look, this this whole thing is just it's going to blow up soon, so if you want. You know, you could part and you could find another job and I'm not going to be mad at you. Or, or Robert Sala was in, the, it was in there and they were saying, look, we got to do something here and this is what it's going to be. And he was like, no, I want, you know, I, I think we should keep my guy. That's how I would imagine it went. I don't think Robert Sala was on board with firing him, but he's got a job to save and that's his own. Uh, I think LaFleur land on his feet. He's, he does have a head coach, a brother who's a head coach in the league. But now it's kind of interesting because Hackett was fired from Denver. You know, he mm-hmm. came from Green Bay. 
And there's a long, long history of Packers offensive coordinators failing and falling flat as head coaches. Joe Philbin, Ben McAdoo, and now Nathaniel Oh, my Hackett, God, McAdoo. Right? What an so experience one, that two, was. One, two, three. And guess what? Sorry, Giants Guess fans. what? McAdoo will probably go somewhere and be a really good OC. And Joe Philbin right no, now. No, McAdoo has been with the Dallas staff for a minute. He was as the something advisor of some figure. variation. He's a good, he's a good But then coach. he's gone again, I think. I don't think he's on a staff But anywhere. Joe Philbin's a, a coordinator somewhere. I know somewhere doing well. He's our offensive line coach. Joe Philbin, there you go, right? Their <laughs> so. offensive line is doing well. So these guys all pick up jobs again, but they just can't head coach. Nathaniel Hackett and Mike LaFleur are now in, I mean, I know Hackett is, in talks with the Packers. Do you think there be any co thing going re, on? Like no. a Like a Patriots situation? I wouldn't mind seeing uh, LaFleur come in and be like, Jordan Love's quarterback coach. Could be a thing. And we could talk about the Aaron Rodgers contract situation and another another time. Wow. Before, wow, is it hairy. Yeah. <laughs> it's No, you have no idea. You have no idea. We'll talk after. Oh, okay. Well, all I know is yesterday I took a look at Dak Prescott's 2023 cap hit. That's not fun. It's $49 million. Is it 70 mil? No, it's 49. It's right there at 50 uh, for next year. So that Cowboys have some... Uh, Things to get done in the playoffs, and we want to justify that. But anyway, I digress with that conversation. One more quarterback to get to real quick. Aaron Rodgers cap at 68 million. <laughs> 68? It's 50 if he retires or gets traded. But, <laughs> so the Packers are – guess who the starting quarterback is for the Packers next year? Aaron Rodgers. No, <laughs> if he retires after next season, the, the, the dead cap goes up. So brutal. If if he, he, retire, he, if he retires this year, they could split the dead cap of sixty eight mil over the next two seasons, and it'll be forty eight and then twenty three, or vice versa. So, right now the Packers are in a are in a spot where it's like the best case scenario financially for them would not be to trade Rodgers, and it would not be for him to play. Like the Packers are probably holding their breath right now, saying, mm, "I hope Rodgers retires." Rodgers did stay back in Green Bay after the game ended. He's still there talking about his future. So you notice how it's not. Blowing up all I'm over surprised he didn't go to like Joshua Tree or something like that to figure out his future. Well, I mean, like, I think it's a good it's a good sign pointing towards like at least some clarity going into the draft. Like last year when it all ended, Rogers we didn't hear from him for months. He was on a retreat in God knows where, right? He's like, on a he's on a spiritual quest. He was, uh, he we was call down in South quest. America doing God knows what. I don't even know if he Getting was in tattoo? South America. He was oh in, he was in a whole other planet. Oh. Stop talking about his tattoo, Dave. It's a cool tattoo. <laughs> it's not um, a cool tattoo. If that was anybody, if J.J. Watt got that tattoo, you'd be like, that's the dumbest tattoo I've ever seen. So am I the Packers or am I me? Do I want Rodgers to retire or do I want to just say, you know what, let's give it another go and then risk losing Jordan Love? It's a very, very precarious situation I think, for Packers I fans I think to unfortunately be for you, and I know we've dragged this on a little too long, but like, unfortunately for you, that last scene of him walking with Cobb in the, in the locker, it just – it paints well, the picture that's like we'll never see that again. Yeah, we'll paint. We won't because Cobb's Cobb gone. is probably gone. <laughs> Cobb's right? gone and I right. think there there was some potential that this could be his last game in Green Bay. It could be his last game in his career. I don't think Rodgers is going to go to another team. Go I long really, on Rodgers. Really don't. I don't think he retires. I don't, I don't know. either. I don't either. But there is there's more of a chance now than I have ever had in my head at any point throughout all the controversy throughout everything. Because I don't think he wanted it to end in a bad way, and I think he kind of went out not on a high note because he de definitely didn't. But it could be some like, all right, I'm good. Also, call he, he was never he wasn't on the field for that. You know, for that last you know he didn't get that last drive ability. Yeah. So that's a that's a crappy way to get out too. But um, today we're talking about some of the guys that catch those balls, and we're not talking about the Packers because clearly they're not there. But next year, I'm sure they'll be in the contention again. There was another quarterback I wanted to get to. We can get to it tomorrow, maybe. 
But there's a lot of rumors going around about that number one pick. I, I know this is a big deal because you can invest in college players right now. And Bryce Young um, technically is, it, you know, by all stretch, he's officially not he's, a college player anymore. Yeah, so it's right like, now he's supposed to be the number one pick. And now the there's rumors market. saying that, like, the, the Bears are not sold on Justin Fields. Oh, now, I, did I start the rumor? <laughs> did they was, watch the show? I was just going to give you your flowers and say, like, well, somebody over here said that Justin Fields would probably – could not be the guy, and now there's other shows out there on other networks that typically like clicks and 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 you know speakeasy stuff. But it's just like I, there is a little bit of there's look, a little bit of thought about. Look, it. let's just know. look at his stat line in his final game as a Chicago Bears starting quarterback because he is done in Chicago. Yeah, I mean, I he know. had seven completions and ten carries. How many times this season did he have more carries than completions? I don't know if it was that many, but I guarantee it was close often. And mm. that's not a quarterback. I don't know. And it is. He, he lines up at quarterback. But when your own franchise, and I don't want to hear about, I don't want to hear about they don't have anybody to throw to. They're down 25 points in games, and they're running quarterback read options Every single because that's all that's all he's capable of doing right now. And I, I think I think if you give him some more weapons, and I know that's that's the the age old thing, just give him some weapons, he'll be fine. Like he really didn't have anybody to throw to. Like the best guy he's throwing to is Cole Komet, his tight end. Like Mooney did not show out. They traded for Chase Claypool. None of that worked out. They got St. Brown's brother over there Bro, doing we, nothing. I know. So it's just like I hate to make the comparison, but miss me with all of it. You're down a ton of points in every game. He should have crazy numbers and passing yard stats because they're down. But again, he has nowhere to throw to. So no, 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 it's, it's hard. no, no, he does. They're NFL receivers. Darnell Mooney's good. I don't want to hear it. They I, traded for Chase Claypool. Cole Komet, he's good. How about none of these guys are good because Justin Fields is the quarterback? Maybe Darnell Mooney would have better stats if he had somebody that could hit him on a 20-yard out. This is you true. Can't. Eh, we'll see. Uh, but anyway, we'll get into that yeah, conversation. Quarterbacks, right? Yeah. <laughs> Non-playoff quarterbacks here on the Mojo. Playoff wideouts and tight ends. And we, as we did yesterday and the two previous days, we start with the uh, two guys that – or two teams that have buys, and that is the um, – the yep, the Philadelphia yep. Eagles yep. and the Kansas Those City guys. Chiefs. Um, now I'm looking at the stats here, and I don't see uh, those two teams listed here. So good job by Anthony uh, not providing me with those stats. But in his defense, I said the games that are being played, so whatever. But we do talk about these guys because these guys are going to have deeper runs into the playoffs. Now, when you look at Kansas City, you know you you put Juju Smith Schuster up there, but there's like a, a plethora of guys that can make plays. I would say Travis Kelsey. I would, would have be, prefaced this by saying that when I'm doing the player compare on the Mojo app, you cannot compare position to position you have to is a receiver has to be compared to another wide receiver ah, so yes, okay reason being is like tra picture travis kelsey's uh <laughs> stock on that graphic but like way up here and that's that's who really the pass yeah, catcher is on kansas city that, i mean you have to assume that every time they're on the uh, on the offense it, you know kelsey is the guy like it's, it's, nobody else worth uh, nobody else worth investing in right now i don't think because you you do have a boomer bust you talked a lot about Kadarius tony over the last couple of weeks if you want to be in on Tony, you can be. You just have to be patient and look for those boom games because yeah. sometimes he will give you but a his, dud. But his share price is still significantly Super low. low. Yeah. So it's not going to take much. Look, they did not trade for Kadarius Tony to sit the bench. They got they got plays already drawn up for him, several trick plays that they see that I'm seeing one a game, and Juju's on a one-year deal. They had looked at Tony throughout the draft process. They Hardman tried to was trade. hurt all year. They tried to trade for him in the offseason. Hardman's also walking in his walk year, wow, okay. and so is McKinnon. Wow. So there's all right. Sky Moore could be next year's Jarek McKinnon. You just say that. Okay. And Kadarius Tony is next year's 
version of like Tyreek Hill slash Juju because he's. Did you see the stat line that, that Mahomes put up like this year without Tyreek Hill? Yeah, no, no, no. It's it was insanity. He might have broken. He almost broke the yards record. Yeah, I do. I just it's nuts. But as so far look, as Chiefs, yeah. it's, it's hard we'll, to invest. We'll move past. We went deep on the non-playoff quarterbacks this morning. <laughs> so, but we'll, as far we'll, as the Eagles are concerned, AJ Brown has been a stud all year. He, he's he's definitely had himself a more successful season under a Jalen Hurts rather than a Ryan Tannehill. A.J. Brown's the guy. I would 100% invest in him. He's going to have at least one game this year, and you would hope if you're a Cowboys fan, he has, only has one game. But chances are he's going to have two really, really big spots to play in, divisional round and conference round. So if you're looking to make some money in the next couple weeks, A.J. Brown's your guy um, for that team. But moving on to, again, we talked about yesterday, which was, by the way, getting massive engagement over on the social media, asking if Christian McCaffrey was the best player in football. Um, you know, it's it's a little fifty. Not, I want to say fifty fifty, but um, it's a conversation to be had. That like with the ball in his hands, he might be the most lethal guy out there. Another guy like that is a returning Debo Samuel. He's going to be back. I'm assuming all signs point to Debo Samuel playing in this game. He is the guy over there to focus on we mentioned Kelsey before Kittle is scoring a touchdown every week it seems but Kittle was scoring a touchdown every week when there was no Debo if you look at Debo very true. when uh, look at Kittle when Debo's been in the lineup it's a lot less consistent not terrible but definitely less than the touchdown totals and way less consistent in the target so yeah Brandon Ayuk is in the conversation as well again more like a boomer bust kind of guy. He will go off some some games. He will look like a stud. He could be a number one sometimes. Uh, but again, with the return of Debo, the the divvied up opportunities with Kittle and McCaffrey out of the backfield, Ayuk might not be the guy to go with. Flipping over though, DK Metcalf. I've been having this weird, weird feeling lately, and <laughs> the last couple days about the Seattle team. You know, and maybe take it for what it's worth. But like the things that I am watching. Are there practices? Are there after post-practice stuff? They're feeling very loose right now. The Seattle Seahawks were granted a playoff spot after a win last week and a Packer loss. So they almost feel like house money at some point. They weren't picked to be here. I got this weird feeling that this game's going to be a lot closer than what people are thinking, and it's going to start with DK Metcalf making plays. The 49ers defense has been susceptible in the last couple of weeks to look like where'd they go? Well, they have a vulnerable, Their pass rush is they great. have a vulnerable back end. Right. But the that gets fixed a lot With a pass because rush. of the pass rush. Yeah, of course. A lot, right? And Joey and Bosa's gonna win player of the year. I do think that there's gonna be some opportunity up top. Seattle has two good receivers, uh, Lockett. You know, nobody ever talks about Tyler Lockett. He's been hurt for a little while. But he's not hurt now. No, he's not. Right? And nobody, I'm talking about consistency over the last couple seasons on teams that are very clearly run first offenses. And they've been having two receivers that have put up massive numbers. Debo has 141 targets. I mean, DK has 140 targets this year. Like, that's a lot. I thought that, I think more, that's more than I thought he would get by about 20, 25 targets. Uh, He is a thousand yard receiver this year. So that's big. I don't want to invest in DK or or any of the Seattle offensive players. I'm already in on Kenneth Walker. I'm going to stay there. Well, you short. Well, you, we were talking about Kenneth Walker being a short play this week for this week. For but this week, the I'm, general I'm already consensus. in on Kenneth Walker. I'm going to just stay in on him. I'm Ride not going to let wave, today's yeah. or, or this weekend's outcome change things. But I'm not going to start investing in a player that I think is potentially going to get bounced and might even get lit up on the field. Like Seattle, you might have a feeling that they're going to keep it close. 
But I also have a very good feeling that the 49ers are going to just beat them up and kick mm. them off the field. Yeah. I mean, look, it could go I'm a million ways. I'm hesitant to but. get in on any of the 49ers players because I missed the boat on the CMC rise. Um, not to say that you can't get there with multipliers and things like that, but I have a decent amount of money spread out over the Mojo mm. market. So I think Brock Purdy is the play on the 49ers offense due to the fact that you have all these receivers. you got these running backs, Eli Mitchell, Christian McCaffrey, and we have all these guys, and it's like, well, I don't know who exactly is going to be the one on this game, but I do know who the guy is going to be that's going to be dispersing the ball to all those guys at a very, very low market value. We did talk about a that, a lot of yeah. room to rise. I think Brock Purdy's the play in San Fran. Could you imagine an un, or Mr. Irrelevant? Think about this story. They have a real chance to win the Super Bowl. I know that it's very unlikely getting if they get there to win it, but they really do, with that defense, have a real legitimate shot this season. And could you imagine that story? Could you imagine what Brock Purdy's share price will be like in six weeks if he's the Super Bowl MVP? <laughs> and it's like it's. And if you get out on now, like just pay your house it's, off. It's, it's not very. Car, it's not very it. possible, but it is. It is possible, and it's week by. You know week. why it's possible? Because he's there. You know, and that's it. You get a puncher's chance once you get into this. He's tournament. there, and then you're looking around. And he's got all pro players surrounding him on I both know, sides of I the know. ball, and a coach that's completely knows how to run the, the system with him as the quarterback, which yeah. is crazy. All right. Uh, moving on to the Giants and the Vikings. Now, look, not much to speak of on the Giants as far as pass catchers are concerned. I guess Slayton would be your guy or maybe Richie a James. little Richie I James tough, action. I had a tough time picking the Giants pass catcher for this Yeah, was, Because it's, I was it's, going down because it's it rough. Like I mean, Slayton, I'm like, is he even hurt? Uh, is yeah, he even I mean, playing Shepard? Right. Which one Shepard, of these guys Shepard's is hurt? hurt? I feel like they're the same player. I always said that. Shit. <laughs> And they're that. the same player, and they're both the exact same player, but just worse than Victor Cruz. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> great comparison. Now um, they have Isaiah Hodgins and Richard James, who are like now the two worst versions of them. Wow. It's like, I mean, it just keeps getting better. Uh, so no pass catchers or receivers or anybody or tight ends over there with the Giants. But I will say, you know, it, it goes without saying. We don't have to say too much about it. Justin Jefferson is one of the best receivers in football, if not the best receiver in football. That's the guy to invest in at all times. If you're in on that, yeah, that's a safe yeah. bet 16, each and every week. 16 it's just targets, 12 catches, 133, and a touchdown in their matchup a couple weeks ago. So nobody on the Giants is going to cover Justin Jefferson. They're going to have to rely on Kayvon to get to the quarterback and keep things and a not little tight in the Angels. secondary. Ah, bro, do your thing, Kayvon. No, I'll do that. This is football. We need you're, savages. You're ruining, you're ruining yourself. You're ruining um, the Dallas Cowboys you're, you're, have you're to wait until Dave's opinion of you <laughs> is what he meant. Yeah, it's a very good pin. You wouldn't want to be on my good side, pal. Okay, I got a loud voice. Um, the Giants taking on the Vikings is one thing, but the Bucks taking on Tampa. Bucks taking on Tampa. The Bucks taking on the Cowboys on Monday night is another. Um, we're we're going to be looking at a little bit of a shootout ski, I think, um, in this one. I think that Dak Prescott has to play flawless football to be in it. Tom Brady's obviously came on at the very end. Tom Brady's favorite guy is Mike Evans. I mean, that goes without saying, but just to give you uh, an idea, Mike Evans might be his favorite guy to throw to, but the most frequent guy he's thrown to is Chris Godwin this year. 142 targets, 104 catches, three touchdowns, both guys over 1,000 yards, both Evans and uh, Godwin. So those guys are going to be obviously featured big. Dallas banged up in the secondary. Um, they do have their th- – third and fourth corner out there. They just signed Xavier Rhodes to hopefully provide us with some help, which is hilarious, by the way. Because when you ask Mike McCarthy in his press conferences, he's like, yeah, we're going to work him into the system. We're going to be revving him up and uh, see if he can contribute for us. Then you go to Jerry Jones, like, he's going to play his ass off on Monday. <laughs> it's like, 
How do two people? How do two people completely have different like stories about their availability for a player? It, it's beyond me. Unless he's sitting there with his binoculars. From Are you his- talking about French toast roads? Because he gets toasted. He's a Viking. I hate. Exactly sometimes, right. sometimes a new atmosphere and a new location no. invigorates somebody. I'll tell you what, somebody what Xavier Rhodes brings to the table. Now I have no idea because he's been out of the league for a little bit. He was playing for the Bills. And he got waived recently. He got waived by a good team? Yeah. With secondary issues? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Um, flipping over to the Cowboys, CeeDee Lamb is wide receiver one. He is elite. He is a top five receiver in this league. And I for sure see him doing some damage this week. Um, again, his stats this year have been really, really good. Um, 156 targets, 107 catches. 1,359 yards, almost got 1,400 yards, which would have been the highest in Dallas Cowboys history, uh, and nine touchdowns. And yesterday, I'm surprised you didn't bring it up, it was the eight-year anniversary of the Dez caught it. Um, so I think about my receivers all the time, and, and an 88 in Dallas uh, will hopefully make some noise on Wild Card Weekend. So he caught it, by the way. Yeah, uh, Tom Brady might be his last game, so think to, about that. Think about that I one I also well. think that the Cowboys – pass rush is going to destroy that offensive line in Tampa. Sure that's, hope so. that's really like you could say everything you want. Obviously, if we see Tom Brady win this game, nobody's going to be surprised because it's Tom Brady, and that's just how things go typically in the postseason. But I'm just not seeing it. I don't, th- I don't think there would be much offense for Tampa. I've watched them several times this year where they went almost four full quarters without scoring a, a touchdown, and mm. then they th- scored two. That's not going to happen against Dallas's defense. Um you know, you could talk about Dak being not being able to get the ball to his receivers down the field in some cases. They're not really getting much separation either, so it's, um, it's been an issue. But C.D. Lamb, I'm all in on C.D. Yeah, so. of course. And Pollard. All right. Yeah, Maybe not he for is this pet, game, but uh, I'm already invested We'll see in on Pollard. that one. Uh, flipping over to, again, it's very hard. Like, you're looking at this graphic right now, and it's Tyreek Hill, and you're excited because Hill is a stud, and he's been, uh, you know, he's done his thing all year round. Uh, 170 targets, 119 catches, so it's a crazy radius there. 1,710 yards for seven touchdowns, averaging 14.4 per catch. So, look, clearly he's a playmaker. Unfortunately for him, it's Skylar Thompson playing this week. And I don't know if that you love Hill and you love Waddle. You love all these guys. You love their running game. Just everything there is to love about the Dolphins is to why they're even there in the first place. But now you lose Tua, and that's a bigger question to me. I mean, I, I find it hard-pressed to think that Tua could play football again. I Honestly, it's weird to say that. He's not been cleared to even practice. Like, dude, like, at what point do you look at this and you're like, I don't want to wind up like Aikman or Steve Young or any of these. I mean, Steve I mean, Young's still great, but I'm saying like, it's always Aikman as far as like. I was going to say, like, they both seem pretty they, good. They're, they're fine, but they, their careers were cut short. Yeah. And and they did it because they knew that there was life after football. And both of them are very successful. But both of them were also way deeper into life and their That's careers. That's true. And, you know, Tua had multiple concussions this season. That's a very alarming stat. I don't even want to call it a stat, but that is alarming. But there's a lot of money at risk here, I, and I I'm don't well think Tua's going to stop well playing. Aware. I just don't. I, um, I, for his sake, he's we'll done see. playing. I'm not a year. doctor. He's going to be done playing this year because Buffalo's going to destroy. Yeah, Buffalo's the, probably going to wipe the, the floor with him. And I'm looking at a Stephon Diggs as your guy. But keep this in mind: every time the Buffalo Bills are in the playoffs, and I say every time, I just mean last year. Gabe Davis showed up big last year in the postseason. Um, I think he does it again this year. Stephon Diggs is obviously going to be swarmed with secondary and again the Dolphins secondary hasn't been great this year but they haven't been 
historically bad by any stretch. So I look at Diggs to you know start slow as he usually does. Sometimes Diggs goes without a catch for a half, and then he just turns it up. So I like Gabe Davis in this one. I do like Dawson Knox. Um, I think there's a chance for him to find some open space. Um, I just don't like any Dolphins. I, I, I can't get behind any Dolphins. In yeah, this I'm game. already invested in uh, in Waddle Waddle, shaky, shaky. But I'm not going to go any deeper on any of the Dolphins players. Uh, mm -mm. Yeah, Stefan Diggs, I'm not invested in, and I would be if I didn't have my money into 48 other receivers. But I was put? invested in Gabe Davis early this year, and I failed. Okay. It failed Who, me. He's right. a bust this season. So Moving far. on to the um, <laughs> Jaguars and the Chargers. Who did you put as the Jaguar guy, as the Charger guy? That's not that's not. Right just, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. This is the – wait, what team is it? Oh, this is the Ravens. Yeah. But wait, who did you put as the Ravens guy? I don't know. Deshaun Jackson? Deshaun Jackson, he was cut. Well, not according to the, the Mojo app. Basically, they don't have a starting receiver. So we're going to tell and you to invest kidding. in a guy who's not retired I'm yet. I'm not even kidding. So if you look look at their, the Ravens receivers, it's like Torrance Robinson, and it's like – 80 cents stock is their highest one that's active. That's so bad. Who else? Who else? Oh, Sammy Watkins I could have used. They just oh. signed him last week. The so Packers <laughs> just cut him. So this they another, the Ravens pass catchers. Yeah, this is not a good situation Andrews, for the Ravens. You would think that with all the Ravens out, all the receivers out, yeah, that Mark Andrews eat. would have 40 targets right. a game. He gets eat. like one. And it's not in the red zone. But there are plenty of guys to invest on, in over in Ravens. Cincinnati. Joe Cool has been playing lights out, as he typically does throughout the months of December and January. And um, so now he's got, obviously, Jamar Chase. He's got uh, Tyler Boyd. He's got T. Higgins. He's got even a little bit of an emergence out of Hayden Hurst, Hayden Hurst the tight end. So And mixing out of the backfield. So it's like... Uh, there might be two absolute blowouts <laughs> in this week's playoff games between both the Ravens and the Bengals and, of course, the Dolphins and the Bills. Yeah, so, this game is going to pick up right where it left off last week. Yeah, it's it, it, there wasn't much to it. There wasn't much to it at all. So not much to talk we're about. We're all the in on Burrow. We're all in on Higgins, and we're all in on Jamar Chase. If you're not, shame on you. Yes, exactly. Shame on you. So the Jaguars and the Chargers round out our wild card weekend coverage of the pass catchers, and I'm telling you right now, you put it up there as Keenan Allen and Christian Kirk, rightfully so. But I'm telling you right now, to earn a paycheck next year, keep your eye on Evan Ingram again this this week. I think he has himself a decent day. The Chargers defense has been pretty bad this year. And I'm, I'm not just, again, they got there because of Justin Herbert and Eckler and all those guys on offense. Their defense has not done them any favors. So I expect the Jaguars to actually kind of show out a little bit. Not, you know, again, not having historic numbers, but Evan Ingram's come on. Christian Kirk has been good. Zay Jones has been good. So Trevor Lawrence is going to have his pick of the litter here. Yeah, I like I like their offensive players. This is going to be a very good game. I'm in on Trevor. I'm in on Herbert. I love the playoffs because I have a lot of these players because I invested all season in players that I expected to be in the postseason. So right now my entire portfolio is basically going this weekend. If I'm going to pick here, you know, what we're talking about is a day trade basically. So we want to pick the winner of this game. This is the hardest game to pick for me. I think so, by too. By far. I'm going to roll with the Chargers because I'm just going to say the experience. Now, it's not playoff experience, but this team has been playing together a little bit longer. But I really like the coach and Doug Peterson. And I'm, I'm invested in Herbert, but I'm not going to go anywhere else with the Chargers. I'm invested in Lawrence, and I'm not going to go anywhere else. You do make a good point with Evan Engram, and there is some money to be made there. Mm -hmm. But I just... This is what, it's too it's too risky for me because I think this game is a coin flip. And if we're talking day trade here, I'm going to just stay active with my quarterbacks and hold 
Zay Jones is a nice little play, though, because when he does blow up, when he does do well, it's like three touchdowns in a game. So. It is your Saturday night main event is the Jaguars and the, and the Chargers, so that'll be an exciting one to watch. All of these decisions are to be made because tomorrow we're breaking down the games. We're going to break down five of them. Obviously, Monday, the Dallas Cowboys and the Bucks play, um, so we'll break down that game in addition to the top movers of the weekend. But it's here, man. Tomorrow we'll break down everything there is to break down, tell you who to, to, who to get in on this weekend. Uh, but you can do all that by following us as well on social media, and that is at Mojo, M-O-J-O, over there on the old TikTok, the Instagram, and, of course, the Twitter. And, of course, if you want to join the conversation each and every day, you can join us on Discord. So, again, thank you guys for watching each and every day. Keep subscribing to the channel. Keep, keep your eyes over there on the Mojo app. That's the only way you can get involved in any of this fun and make some money this weekend over on the Mojo app. Download it right now. So for Dave Sturchio, Chris Gucci, this has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report live here at Chop Studios. We will see you guys tomorrow on a football Friday. Let's pick some games. Let's pick some players. We're here. We made it. It's Wild Card Did Weekend. We? Yeah, we, some of us made some it. Some of us made it. Not all of us. <laughs>